Achieving success, being healthy and wealthy, and lifelong happiness is anyone's ultimate dream. In the grand scheme of things, self-doubt limits you from achieving great things. The path towards the zenith of success and controlling your life is at your hands. This is the Unlimited Influence. Reprogram your subconscious mind with Dr. David Snyder. Stuff that I think find, I find useful is teaching tea materials, right? But the I, 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 and I make a vocal, but that's that's really that's really how it has to be. There are people, there are clients who love to try and shock the therapist. And the minute the, you show that they've shocked you, you've lost. It's a frame war. You understand? Nothing they do flaps you. Okay? That's what it, you'll get people who are borderline, um, people who are, yeah, people who are very um, attention seeking, they are the ones most prone to it, right? Uh, some, some narcissistic behaviors, they'll, they'll have that attention seeking behavior, right? They're not out to prove, they don't, they're not out to get fixed, they're out to prove you can't fix them and they, you, that they can shock you and, 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 expose, and, and create a feeling in you where, oh, oh, you poor baby, or, or, you know, it's not, you know. So you have to be aware of that kind of behavior, right? Um, they'll go off on tangents, like, all over the place. But there's no way for me to prepare you for every single possibility, right? Just to know that no matter what happens, stick to the utilization principle. Stick to your state control, right? Acknowledge it, pace it. Tell them what it means and what happens next, right? Somebody was shocked when, uh, I think it was uh, Jolly, Johnny was trying to put Derek into trance and he burst out laughing, right? And he'd never had that experience before, right? That's a very common one, by the way. You start putting someone into trance, they'll start laughing. It's a, it's a release of tension, a defense mechanism, and if you don't realize what's going on and you don't just, and you don't practice utilization, it'll break your state and they won't go into trance. But if you actually say, oh, I'm going to actually laugh. Laughing is a relaxation of tension. That means you're going deeper into trance. And as you go deeper into trance, you can laugh until you're done laughing and go deeper. What, whatever comes out, you use it. Whatever comes out, you use it. Right? Uh, let's see. What is resourcing? You guys remember we talked about this? There were three types of resourcing. We've taught, we've practiced one or two. Huh? Safe place is a resource, one of the most powerful ones, by the way, in terms of therapeutic as well as uh, get out of jail free card. If, and if people start to abreact, all you have to do is have them breathe their safe energy through it or breathe their, or go to their safe place, abreaction's over. Right? But that's not the standard approach. You have, to, you have to say, and the scene fades and you attend to your breathing. But you'll find when people start having a really strong emotional response as they unpack things, well, just go ahead and breathe your safe energy through there and notice what happens. Right? That's why I gave it to you. The other way to do it is to create what we call a dissociation anchor. Dissociation anchor is where, I mean, you saw me, you saw me demonstrate dissociation with May, where I, I brought her up, I had put her, put her hand on the table, right? And I had her imagine that the hand on the table wasn't her hand anymore. 
It was just a hand. It was just a piece of meat. And her real hand was up there on the ceiling. And I had her up there looking at her hand on the ceiling, waving at her, flipping her off, doing whatever. And I'm down here, you know, twisting the skin on her fingers or on, her, on the back of her hand like a freaking throttle on a motorcycle. And she's like, right? And she enjoyed it so much, she didn't come back. She stayed dissociated. Every time I tried to get her, she's like, you're very cute when you're in trance, by the way, man. <laughs> right? But my point is, is that you can actually set those kinds of things up in advance. Where you And the way you do it in NLP is if you imagine standing in place and you could step out of your body and look at yourself and you could imagine stepping out of this body and looking at yourself, looking at yourself and then you step out of this body and you imagine yourself looking at yourself, looking at yourself, looking at yourself, looking at whatever it is that you're, you're dealing with, you have infinite levels of dissociation. You have infinite levels of dissociation. The more times you dissociate, the more removed you become from the intensity of the issue. Depending on how it's used. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a very common mental phenomenon Everybody in here dissociates in certain contexts and associates in others. Dissociates means you're watching yourself. Associates means you've seen it through your own eyes, like a first-person perspective. Okay? NLP, unfortunately, and this is one of my big criticisms with NLP, NLP tends to associate dissociation with resolution. In other words, if I can dissociate you from the trauma of an accident so that you don't feel the trauma anymore... You're, it's cured, functionally. That's not resolution, right? That's like saying if, if half my house is burning down and I build a wall between my half and the half of the house that's burning down, that the rest of my, that my house isn't burning down anymore, right? That shit's going to come out somewhere. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. It's going to come out, right? So I always go for resolution. But as a resource, as something to practice... Because it's not about dissociation being bad. It's about doing it when it's appropriate. There are times when being dissociated is a massive plus. All good fighters, by the way, uh, when they do time distortion, automatically dissociate. They go into a dissociative state. Right? In fact, I taught this at my last, my last martial arts seminar. I taught people how to do time distortion for martial arts um, without having to take 30 years to do it, which is what... That usually happens. You're in the martial arts 30, 40 years, and maybe you learn how to do it. But all great martial arts athletes, all great athletes of any kind, really, that automatically do time distortion, right? So we installed it, right? So it's useful. If it's a resource, we want to have like a Batman utility belt, right? I need to flip my dissociation button, boom. Now I can function without being overwhelmed by emotions. But... There are times when I actually kind of want to be overwhelmed by emotions. Oh, like, like when we're making love, right? Not a good time to be on the other side of the room going, man, my butt's fat, right? right. Some of you guys actually may find dissociation useful for endurance reasons, but, you know, <laughs> okay, but... <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
but yeah, the so the important thing to remember a is that you should be practicing how to be associated and how to be dissociated you should practice them both to get good at one so you have a choice the other thing is, is you always set up your resources before the session before you begin the actually not before the session in the session before the induction or as part of the induction right I actually set up their safe place many times or a version of it in their consultation. Uh, one of the substitutes you can use for safety is pleasure. If you have somebody who's never had an experience of being completely safe and they can remember a time when they felt the, the strongest pleasure ever, you can use that to dissolve a lot of shit. And once you have them working with safe with pleasure, you can imagine adding, you can have them add in a feeling of safety to it. So you can actually mix, like mixing paints to create a better, a better shade. If you can name it and you can describe it, you can create it, right? But these things need to be done at the beginning of the session, right? Safe place, dissociation, whatever resources you're gonna do. Uh, I think there was one other resource I talked about. Oh, identification versus disidentification, right? Um, this is where, again, if you think about the picture that we used, right? When the picture's out here, we're disidentified from it. When the picture passes the boundaries of our body, we become identified. So if you can teach people how to move it out of them, somatic bridge, and I've actually done the inverse of this with people who are chronically dissociated. I have them reach out and touch the picture and they, they don't feel a lot. I literally have them grab the picture and slam it into their body, grab it and pull it out, slam it into their body, grab it and pull it out. And after about five or six passes, they feel a lot of shit. Right? If, uh, there's a video on YouTube where I did this to a lady in Orlando. I'm teaching, I'm teaching, and I'm going through the framing exercise. The lady goes, I'm not feeling a whole lot. And I, right away, I knew what was going on. I said, are you sure you want to? And she goes, yeah. I said, okay. I said, grab it, slam it in, grab it. She burst out crying. She had no idea that that would just... And nobody taught me that, by the way. I was in session with a woman. I think it was a woman. And she wasn't, she wasn't feeling a whole lot. And I was frustrated. And I said, grab that thing. Slam it in, <laughs> pull it back out, slam it in, pull it back out. And all of a sudden she's really, she's, she's completely back connected to her emotions again. The only way I figured that out was I got into a situation where nothing I did worked. So I got creative or just pissed off. I'm not sure which, right? And now that works a good port. Not all, not, nothing works all the time. And anybody who tells you that tells you that is trying to sell you something, right? But we got a really high percentage. Nothing works on everybody. Everything works on somebody. Yes? I've never tried it. I've never tried it on a cutter. Um, usually what's going on with cutters is there's just so much stress and so much helplessness. Just go to, just regress to cause. 
seriously, just regress the cost, fix the shit there, and then work on the the auxiliary behaviors. Yeah. Before you had mentioned about you can take um, a wonderful memory from their past and then incorporate that into whatever their fear or anxiety might be and help resolve that, right? But um, do you ever have a problem with now corrupting that beautiful memory if you use it too much? I don't take one memory and move it into another. Okay. I take the emotion and I generate a resource based on that emotion and I use that as my foundation. So if I have a picture that makes them feel amazing, I said, notice there's a color connected to that feeling. What's the color? Take that color, move it through here. Notice what happens. I didn't move the memory, right? I didn't move the memory. But a lot of times, you can pull that off. Because remember, everything human beings do is a metaphor. Like uh, I was working with Derek. Was it Derek? No, it was uh, Johnny. Johnny had this big black triangle or pyramid in his back from stuff he was clearing. And so... I didn't do exactly what I'm about to describe, but I'm going to use his, his metaphor because it, it, it's, it was useful. As we were going through the change work process, and he's breathing his new colors through the area, the pyramid turned crystal clear. It was like a big crystal, right? Many times, you can take another one shape that they create and use it to dissolve another shape. So I could have taken that crystal pyramid, moved it through the black pyramid, and dissolved it. A lot of times when you, some people were, I, I think it was um, you were pulling, you had like a, pulling like a, a dagger or something, right? You could say if there was something, we, if there were a, a tool or something that would dissolve that dagger, what would it be? And they might come up with, uh, might be a blowtorch. Go ahead and blowtorch that dagger and notice what happens. A lot of times you just turn it into a color and move it through the color. But you'll find a lot of times that these things take on an actual recognizable shape. Sometimes it's a hammer, sometimes it's a, a dagger, a spear tip. Uh, a lot of times it's some odd geometry. That's very common, at least the stuff I've come across. But you will get like common household items that were just in the environment at the time or are symbolic of the event. And, the, and, and literally, it's like there's a, there's a dagger in his energy body. Right here, and as he as he resolves the energy from the emotional body, the dagger comes out. Right, the entire human neurology is metaphoric, but those metaphors are holographic containers for vibrationally encoded information. Okay, that sounds complicated. Right, it's just a shape that has stuff in it, so fix it. <laughs> I went Trump on you. Just a shape that has stuff in it. But I did not invent the internet. Anyway. Um, so that's resourcing. Identification versus disidentification. I'm going to show you, depending on how much time we have to play, I'm going to show you some other cool identification-based stuff today. Uh, but I wanted to review, because you guys wanted to review stuff. These are the foundations of what you learn.
Thank you for listening to the Unlimited Influence Reprogram Your Subconscious Mind with Dr. David Snyder. Stay updated by visiting at www.davidsnydernlp.com and follow social media accounts. If you want to reprogram your subconscious mind, don't hesitate to call at 858-282-4663 and we can talk more about what your mind has to offer. 